preface all this to say uh, uh, we're using the Discord app, uh, which was invented by <laughs> one Jason Citron, who uh, we all went to school with. Uh, yeah, he was in the same grade to. as us. And okay. I, I guess, Derek, uh, you're still like BFF with him, right? Yeah, I talk to him all the time. No, because they were saying how like uh, pedophilia is like um, saturating the dark web or whatever. And, and the way they're doing it is through Discord. I guess there's like Discord channels, kind of like this channel that we're using, but like specifically uh, for pedof- pedophiles to um, to spread their uh, yeah, whatever same. they spread. That was a good yeah. chunk of the podcast where we can edit out. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. Hey everybody, this is Jeff Ashkin in Los Angeles. I'm joined here with Roy Cole in Jersey City, New Jersey, and Derek Kessler in Yokohama, Japan. And this is the very first episode of Coast to Coast to Coast. All right, so who wants to go first? Let's do some introductions here. Roy or Derek, what do you, who wants to go first? I'll go first if you want. Yeah, you go, go first, Jeff. Go ahead, Jeff. Okay, I'm a filmmaker in Los Angeles, and I, uh, I've been making short films and web series for uh, the last about 10 years now. And I decided to come up, decided to formulate this podcast with my two good friends here because I like our conversations, and I feel like we should share them with the world. That's, that's what I thought. <laughs> Anyway, my hobbies include movies and music, and yeah, just movies and music, just generally movies and music. Um, I also uh, I also like trivia, uh, trivia contests, and that's about it. I am currently I currently finished reading Where the Crawdad Sings. It was a good book. I liked it. I like that. I love people reading it. What, what, like, what is that? What's that about? It's a uh, I'd say a, a southern gothic romance. I would say I'd say southern gothic. Oh, that's my and, favorite genre. Really? No way. <laughs> I don't know. I can't see Roy's yeah. expression, so I don't know if he's being sarcastic. Uh, one fa- fun fact about myself. Uh, it's funny. I have an example of being in the Elvis cover band. But um, I want to say a different. I am terrible at guessing lyrics to songs. That's one fun fact. I am the worst. Wait, do you mean that... interpreting lyrics? Like when you hear no, it, you, yeah, can, hearing, you don't know I, what the correct lyrics are? I don't know what the correct lyrics are. I literally, I always have to look it up. Always. I'm just terrible at uh, guessing what the lyrics could be. I have to look them up because I'll never quite guess. That's. Uh... I, I feel like I feel like uh, most people are not good at that, though. Yeah, that, oh. Oh. that might be like a hearing problem too, yeah. Jack. <laughs> yeah. What'd you say? I didn't hear. wait. <laughs> uh, who wants to go next? Roy, why don't oh you go ahead? Like the order All of right. the, the All right, file. let me read off the script here. <laughs> uh, what do I do? Well, uh, during the day, I'm an actuary. Uh, this is awkward because then I have to explain what an actuary Roy, what is. Roy, what is an actuary doing? <laughs> <laughs> an, act, an actuary uh, prices insurance, right? Um, mm-hmm. So we have to estimate uh, how much insurance companies are going to pay out in claims, right? Because you don't know that ahead of time. When somebody buys an insurance policy, we don't know if they're going to crash their car and, and like cost us a million dollars or not. So we have to guess. We, we have to like use statistics mm. and uh, predict, uh, you know, if we sell a thousand policies, how many accidents will that generate? And then how many lost dollars will that generate? So pretty exciting stuff and very definitely very relevant to a podcast. And, and what are your hobbies? <laughs> oh, ho- that was it. That insurance is my hobby. <laughs> uh, that, that filled both, both those answers. What okay. are my hobbies? Uh, podcasts. Um, I'm into <laughs> photography. Oh, you guys yeah. can check out uh, my Instagram, 
which is uh, Chilltown NJ. Uh, Chilltown is the nickname for Jersey City. I don't know if I, you guys knew that. Now I know uh, it. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm on Instagram at Chilltown NJ. You can see my photography. Uh, what else do I do? I play poker. I lose a lot of money at that. And uh, and lately, <laughs> I've been uh, I've been studying uh, Thai. Uh, so my girlfriend, who's actually in the next room, I'm not sure what she's doing now, but uh, she's Thai. And so uh, to get closer to her, I'm learning how to speak Thai. So interesting that you yeah. said you lose money at poker. You think with all the actuarial calculations, you'd be good at yeah i don't know what happened too you know what's funny is we just played online uh last night and uh and i won the tournament mm. hey congrats, so, man. yeah your so, so uh so i think there's something to like uh not showing my face that, uh, <laughs> right. that makes me a better poker right player. once you take your I, face out of the equation you're all profit yeah space. i think that's where the phrase poker face comes from is you have to have a good one so Mm. debatable but okay yeah all right that's all right so uh, what are you currently reading reading <laughs> uh, i don't re i don't know how to read um <laughs> what am i reading um i've been uh, i've been reading uh uh wall street bets the subreddit uh maybe our more nerdy listeners will know about this <laughs> i'm just kidding we don't have listeners um it's uh it's all these uh, usually like college age kids who are making these crazy bets on the stock market. And, uh, and now it's even a crazier time because, you know, the market's been tanking. Um, and so while everybody is losing like their retirement savings and, and like everything they own, these guys are making like hundreds of thousands of dollars because they're buying puts, which is like betting that the market will go down. Yeah. Um, so I've been reading uh, their their like trials and tribulations, how like one guy turns two thousand dollars into a hundred thousand dollars, and just being like, "Damn, I wish that was me." Yeah, so that's what I've been reading. Okay, any yeah. fun fact about yourself? Yeah. Oh, the fun fact about me. Um, I was born in Israel. It's usually um disappointing to most people so so i tell that to people and then like jewish people get very excited they're like oh my gosh that's awesome you're born in israel but then uh i'm like a very bad jew so once they find out more about me they become much less excited that i was born in israel because uh i i don't have any of the uh the uh, uh corresponding i don't know culture associated with it mm -hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. All right. Well, that's a and fun fact. scene. <laughs> All right, Derek, your turn. All right. I can go. Um, hello, I'm Derek. I live in Yokohama, Japan. Uh, I have been translating video games for the past 11 years, the same company. Um, hobbies, I guess I... I enjoy studying languages. Uh, I enjoy searching for new music to listen to. Um, I enjoy eating uh, lots of different types of foods. Usually when I have a day off, I like to go and try a new restaurant, and sometimes I write about it. And um, I like traveling. 
And currently reading, I just finished reading uh, Sapiens um, by Harari. And I just started reading Shoe Dog by Phil Knight, uh, Nike creator's memoir. Um, Yeah, watching uh, the Fargo TV series, uh, Better Call Saul. Uh, uh, yeah. And, uh, fun fact about myself. Um, when I was in high school, I scored the highest in the nation on the, uh, national Latin exam. Remember that, Jeff? I do remember that. that Uh, Yeah, but only like four people took that. (laughs) Yeah, it was like one out of four, but, but, you know. (laughs) <laughs> you also That's scored awesome. the fourth lowest. <laughs> I'm sure our, our the audience of our moms and uh, friends are gonna you know, <laughs> will be very happy with what you said. I'm sure. Um, anyway, so the reason for this podcast is well, uh, even though this is in the middle of this pandemic going on right now, back in October of last year, I'd wanted the what uh, I, the, the pandemic oh. pandemic. Go- the pan the the COVID nineteen pandemic of twenty twenty. Oh, that, um, that pandemic. Yeah, just yeah. want to make sure everyone's clear. Um, back in uh, back in October of last year, I had wanted to do a podcast, and I told Derek and Roy about this, and I thought that uh, we'd have a lot of fun just discussing different topics. And what do you know? We all have some time off to uh, to talk about things. Sadly, it's uh, in a very Unfortunate set of circumstances, but uh, hopefully uh, everyone is out out there maintaining their distance from people and making sure to stay healthy and safe. And uh, how are you guys handling your pandemic uh, quarantine? Hmm. Uh, uh, go ahead, Derek. Uh, well, you know it's it's interesting because I'm in Japan, and I think things have progressed differently here than they have in other parts of the world. I remember when things are first getting started with this in like January and uh, (laughs) everyone was like, Oh, Derek lives in Asia. We got to get him back home. My family was pleading with me to fly back to Florida and, um, you know, get out of the danger zone. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And uh, now there's more restrictions where you guys are than me. So for me, um, it's actually pretty much, um for the most part life is um as usual uh people are still working people are still riding the trains um people are still going to restaurants um the what's changed i guess is that i see fewer people um grouped together in on trains or i went to the mall last weekend and there were very few people walking around so i think some people have um elected to stay home when they can but since there aren't any um mandatory restrictions or orders from the government um everyone is just kind of working on their own rule system so um but companies are still pretty much a business as usual so i'm still going to work every day and uh yeah things are fairly normal i i mean i think it's worse for you guys to be honest okay a bit of depressing news from Derek. um (laughs) well i just 
it's pretty positive from my end, actually. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking a flight to Japan yeah, if I'm allowed to. Roy, how about you? How has been your how has how has your uh, uh, experience been? Uh, like that, but the exact opposite. Of that. <laughs> um, no, it's how? crazy. Uh, yeah, so I'm in Jersey City, which, if you don't know, is like 15 minutes outside of New York City by train, and uh, everything is shut down. Like uh, everybody's working from home. Everyone in my company is working from home, and and I think most companies in general. Uh, are working from home. Uh, in the entire state of New Jersey, they mandated uh, an 8 p.m. curfew, so they don't oh. want you even out of the house after 8 p.m. Uh, is it is that uh, mandatory when you say when you say it's a mandate? Is that like punishable by fine or uh, something? I don't I don't know because I haven't tested the, the uh -huh. curfew. <laughs> Um, I don't think there are cops like patrolling the streets uh, looking to fine or arrest people, but but it was kind of it was strongly requested by the governor of New Jersey that uh, that you not be out after eight. I don't know if there are repercussions for that because uh, I haven't gone out after eight. Um, so are you are you um, stocked with food? Do you, do you have any? Um, do you have a way to for you know like yeah well so. I, I do have a, a, I am stocked with food. They have kept uh, like takeout and delivery places are, are pretty much all open still. Mm -hmm. uh, that's probably the only thing that's really open. Like, like every, and grocery stores are open, but uh, every like non-food related uh, business is closed down as far as I can tell. Um, so I do, I have a store of food in my house. But uh, what I've been doing is I've been doing like takeout every day. I don't want to deplete my storage of food until I have to because I feel like at some point uh, all those takeout places might close down as well. Like you never right. know. And so I don't want to uh, start depleting my, my own storage in, in, unless I have to. So, uh, so for now, I've been going out. Uh, I've been braving uh, the, the virus and going out to eat. Not really, not going out to get food, not like going out to sit in a restaurant. Because restaurants are all closed, right? Yeah, yeah. Except for takeout. That, yeah. And takeout places that had seating, they all have signs on the door that say uh, takeout or delivery only. So, mm. so they don't want anyone congregating in there. Here in Los Angeles, it's been uh, a similar situation to what Roy's going through. But I mean, I would say that my wife and I were walking around the... Uh, the neighborhood here and people just driving past walking the dog you know i mean it seems like it seems almost like a weekend i, I don't see as many uh concerned people um in this neighborhood in particular but i do know that uh obviously the same thing restaurants are closed except for takeout and delivery and uh there's no curfew though we haven't gotten that but they are they have they have banned uh groups of uh, 50 or more and obviously uh, you know, they don't want anyone actually meeting up of the ten or more. Um, I'm hoping that uh, this court, this worldwide quarantine is, is going to help. I mean, we'll see. We'll definitely see. All right, on a lighter note. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Good segue. Okay. What, what was your worst restaurant experience? 
Did you, Jeff, was that randomly generated or is that something generally? I swear to God, it was randomly generated. Because uh, that's something you, I know you like talking about. I love talking about this kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. This is more. Roy, you want to go first? I know Derek's got a, got a, got a lot. Uh, no, because I actually can't <laughs> think of a bad really? restaurant oh. experience. Isn't that crazy? I guess oh. everybody's nice to me because I treat them so well. Because you're um, invisible. <laughs> a more interesting experience for me was when I was on my honeymoon. Um, my wife and I went to a restaurant in Venice that provided an interesting experience. Um, uh, so we went to a, a Michelin star restaurant for lunch. And, you know, Venice is more like a tourist type place rather than like, you know, if you want to get good eating, you know, there's different cities like Paris or even Rome that can probably offer better, you know, value. But uh, we, I, I just wanted to try, I wanted to see what like a Michelin experience would be like in the city of Venice. Okay. So we went, we had lunch and, um, we sit, we sit down and the waiter was a little bit like informal. Um, like when he wasn't serving us, he was just like talking to the other guys in like a loud voice, which is kind of off putting cause they're, you know, on our honeymoon trying to have like romantic meal. And then like he had like, this really heavy, like breathing whenever he came, he would just be like, <sighs> like whenever he came and brought us a dish and we couldn't tell if he was like, mad at us for something <laughs> i don't know it was it was like awkward every time he came and when he came to bring like our soup like he um he he definitely like spilled some of it but like to make it like so there's like this round dish and like he spilled some of it over the side and then he put the dish down but like to make it look like he hadn't spilled it he came like after like the pouring of, of the, the putting down of the soup there was like a like a you put the croutons on and so instead of putting them in the middle he like put them a, a couple in the middle and then like around the side of the dish where he like spilled some to make it look like artistic <laughs> but it was like so obvious that he was like covering it up it was pretty funny and then like <laughs> and then um we our main dishes came and we ordered um you know some I forgot what it was what it said on the menu but what they brought out <laughs> It was this mountain of tempura. It was like different, like tempura thing, like vegetables and seafood. But it was like made into a mountain. It was like a, it was like a stack of Jenga, basically. Like if you pulled one out, like it would all fall. But it was just funny because like we had just come from Japan and we're like trying to get like, a, like authentic Ven Venetian food, and it was just a mountain of tempura. And then, um, when uh. When he came to uh, clean up the tables, he had like that little thing that the waiters come when they like try to spread the breadcrumbs off, like yeah, yeah, real suavely. Cold. He did yeah. that, but like he like <laughs> he like dumped them on me. <laughs> like he, it was like it was like a one swoop, and he like sw like all the breadcrumbs like fell onto me. It was it was like really like he wasn't even like paying attention to what he was doing. So, sure, yeah. 
it or was maybe just it was like a passive aggressive like uh, yeah we couldn't tell because he and he was like he's like American. you know it was like um i called him darth waiter actually you know <laughs> so heavy um did you set up that whole story just to no no I, no i didn't I, did. okay. I swear brilliant i wish i did it was so it was just so awkward but it was so funny because like you know, my wife and I have a pretty good sense of humor. So we, it was like an entertaining experience. Like we didn't know what was going to happen next. So. Wow. That's, I think I remember hearing about that story. That was, that was pretty funny though. I think I told yeah. you about yeah. it. Yeah. And yeah. It was just so ridiculous, but, but it was, it was cool. To call yeah, the so, <laughs> so we're sitting in uh, this table. It was almost like an enclosed room. It was like our own private room at this restaurant. And, uh, we just, we're just kind of waiting for the waiter like you would at an American restaurant. Wait <laughs> for like uh, the the waiter to come and take your order. Um, and we waited for maybe like 45 minutes. <laughs> I don't know why we were so patient. Uh, I, I guess we were trying to be like friendly Americans. But we did nothing but sit there for 45 minutes. And finally we were like, huh, we haven't seen the waiter in a while. And uh, and then yeah, we started looking around on the table, and we noticed you just started was... like touching random things, right? <laughs> yeah, because yeah. <laughs> we were so poor. We were like, well, there's no food. <laughs> they just started looking around the table, and uh, yeah, there was this weird object with a button on it, and we were like, what does this do? And we hit the button, and immediately, like two seconds <laughs> later, the waiter like like opens the door. He's like, yes, what can I get for you? <laughs> I feel like he was standing outside the whole time waiting yeah. for us to just hit the button. You guys uh, are like, up until now, service has been great here, but this is just terrible. Yeah, yeah. I don't, did we, uh, had we been in other button restaurants and you had to hit the button for us? I, probably, yeah, because that, that's a fairly common way to order here. Um, okay. But I just, you know, failed to explain. I just did everything myself. You know, yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. I don't think I've actually, you know, honestly, if I get food and I and I eat it, I'm pretty happy. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, you know, it's just like, pretty easy to please. Uh, <laughs> if I have a bad experience at a restaurant and then they caught me, uh, then it's a good experience again. Like, I, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, like, I, oh, I kind of agree with that. Like, if if they comp you, it's like this was a good day. You know, <laughs> yeah. I just got a free meal. I had to wait a bit. That just happened at a restaurant in New York. I waited like fifty minutes for. Uh, we both waited fifty minutes for our entree, and they're like, "Oh, we really apologize. We're gonna comp this." Um, I'm like, "Great!" And then I gave them five stars on Yelp, uh, even though uh, <laughs> they, they took like fifty minutes to to make our meal. You know, I, I was going. I went to a major uh, chain of restaurants that are known for cheesecake, and uh, I. We were having dinner and like it took forever for my wife to get her dinner. And like I said, hey, can you like take that off the bill or something? They said, well, we, I think he like, he, he like didn't want, he didn't want to do that. So he just offers us free cheesecake, which I didn't want, but I took it anyway. <laughs> so like I basically got free cheesecake when I, when I would have rather them actually take something off the bill. So it was kind of okay, you know, but. Uh, that was a real yeah. power move to, uh, to recommend that they take something off. I know, right? Well, it, it did take her forever. And then when she finally got it, it was the wrong thing. And then, you know what I mean? Like, it was just a mess, you know? 
But like yeah. they gave us free cheesecake, which I didn't want, but I took it anyway. So whatever. I, I can yeah. tell you about uh, another restaurant experience that uh, that I witnessed uh, at the table next to me. I did not experience this, uh, but my girlfriend and I went to um, a pretty fancy restaurant. Uh, but it was restaurant week, so uh, so it was like that's when you can afford to go to a fancy restaurant because it's like cheaper than the normal prices. Um, <laughs> and so we were seated next to this husband and wife. And restaurant week, there's only like three things on the menu. There's there's like three things you can choose from, um, mm -hmm. and that's it. And so this woman in the next table calls the waiter over and was like, "Oh, excuse me." Um, I believe that Chilean sea bass was one of the items for restaurant week. <laughs> and the waiter looks at the man. He's like, no, no, I'm sorry. It's just it's these three items. And it was like three dishes that were much less uh, extravagant than Chilean sea bass, which is like the most expensive fish dish you can have. Um, and this lady's like, no, no, it was definitely on the website. You had the restaurant week menu and, uh, and it had Chilean sea bass on it. And uh, the waiter's like, no, no, I don't think it did. Uh, and then she's like, uh, I'm a frequent visitor at this restaurant. And uh, this is a really disappointing experience for me thus far. Uh, can you uh, bring out your manager? And, and so the waiter brings the manager of the restaurant. And he's like, oh, what, what's the problem here? And she's like, yeah, uh, you had Chilean sea bass on your restaurant week menu. And uh, now you're saying I can't get it. And the manager is like, I'm really sorry, but uh, Chilean sea bass was, uh, was never on the menu. Um, and she was like, what are you saying, that I just made it up? I saw it on the website, Chilean sea bass. And so the manager turns away and has like a, a little powwow with, his, uh, with the waiter. <laughs> and they're like, okay, ma'am, uh, we can do that for you. We'll get you uh, the Chilean sea bass at uh, the restaurant week price. And, oh. uh, and she got her Chilean sea It was all made up. <laughs> she, was, she made up like seeing it on the menu and because uh, she wanted the most expensive thing they had but she wanted it, wanted it on the cheap and uh, oh. she got it and uh, then me and my girlfriend were discussing like if we would ever do something like that and uh, we both agreed that uh, no we, we would not <laughs> that's, uh, that's when you knew it was a match made in heaven <laughs> yeah 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 we'll be back next week with more topics I want to thank Derek and Roy for being on the show today and I want to thank you, the listener, for downloading. We'll be back next week.